It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What just happened? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. It's truly, truly the Losers Lounge. We're in a different studio. We're not even in our set, man. We're, we're not even the, here. We're in the physical Losers Lounge. So, someone asked a question: If when you go to like when you lose a game like that, do you go yeah, to a yeah. different lounge? <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we got. It turns out we're right. Yeah, right. Today, this time it is true. We had to go upstairs. Um, we're kicked out of our typical losers lounge for the Broncos. Even bigger losers tonight. I know. Actually, who do you think was a bigger loser? Broncos getting absolutely Broncos. steamrolled. Broncos. Or, yeah. I Broncos. don't know. The Nuggets collapsing in a game that was like one. This game. Don't forget the Avs lost five right, to one too. The, like the Broncos needed that game. And yeah. They came yeah, up and badly. they showed you like how feeble they actually are when it matters. And the Nuggets lost the game that like they should have won, but they just kind of messed around. So yeah. whatever. All right, there you go. Hey, not that bad. Actually, not that bad. We're going to break it all down for you guys. There's a lot to get to uh, to help me. Obviously, here, I got D-Line. Yeah, what's up, guys? Got to go to the the old ball arena. Uh, what, a, what a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Those old feelings just flooding just back. The treatiest of the treats. Uh, and then, of course, Superstar Dev. Man, these takeover days usually are so fun. Yeah, dude. This, this is, even had the makings bro, of like what was going to be a fun night. This was like a global conspiracy against the city of Denver tonight. <laughs> it really was, man. It was a global conspiracy. This was a win. Like, you counted as a win. I was ready. I told Dev, it's like, Lee, let's head back so we can get here quick. Yeah, dude. Three well, minutes ago, like, we're done. Yeah, nine. we talked about it. Like, when they, you were like, oh, they're up eight. We'll probably just head out. Just head out now. <laughs> man, I would have been even more mad. Jesus. I think I would have been more mad, although... I think you would have felt guilty. You would have felt like, we did it. You're right. Thank God we stayed, so it's not our fault. Um, Let's do a fast (laughs) breakdown. Maybe it is. Let's do a a fast breakdown here. Super fast pace to start this game. If you guys remember the opening part of this game, it was up and down, man. Neither team taking more than five seconds to get a bucket. Both teams scoring a lot. Jamal Murray picked up two fouls early. Actually was a big start of this story of this game because... Murray was not a major impact piece tonight in this game, and they could have used him. Uh, Very good Peyton Watson stint, though. In the first and second quarter, his first stint was very encouraging. Had some buckets, had some defensive plays. Nuggets up 31-27. Peyton rolling again in the second quarter. Starters went cold. There were so many wide-open looks to start that second quarter. Denver should have been up like 15 because they were getting so many wide-open looks but couldn't make them in that second quarter for whatever. Then guess what? Jamal picked up his third with five minutes to go in the second. Like, dang it. Um, Nuggets started to finally hit shots, opened up a 10-point lead, but then very something very interesting happened tonight. The Thunder did something they never do. They went to two center lineups. They went to Chet Holmgren and said, you know what, you guard Aaron Gordon, kind of a Rui adjustment. And they brought in Jalen Williams, who's like an undersized backup center. Are we still on the air? No, we're good. It monitors for 
Um, the monitor's on the fritz. Um, they went to a uh, two-tower lineup, and it worked in that. I mean, part of why it worked was because Denver just missed shots. Like, Murray came out the game to close the half, and Reggie's run the two-man game. They just didn't make all the shots. Nonetheless, it was very interesting that a very smart coach did the thing that we know is the probably the smartest way to guard Denver. Then they started that to come out the third quarter. They said, you know what? Why don't we just try it? Work to in the in the half. But the Nuggets did get into the bonus with six minutes and 51 uh, seconds to go. Chet, as the power forward, basically, in this lineup, he was blocking everything. Nine blocks tonight. That's insane to see in person. That was wild. It really was, man. And, it, I mean, him at power forward along another guy, that might be their formula, honestly. If I'm, if I'm them, that might be the thing that they look to do. Five on Peyton Watson. He was playing so well. And then he just picked up foul after foul after foul. 87-85, Nuggets going into the fourth. You open up the fourth with Aaron Gordon at center. And they were killing it. Aaron Gordon in particular was playing great. I love this lineup. You had Aaron Gordon, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Strother, and MPJ. So you got your shooters. You got your small ball. And then you got a switch everything good defensive lineup. It was looking really good. It was 97-92 when Jamal Murray and Jokic checked back in. Thunder this time got in the bonus really quickly. Six minutes left to go. They were in the bonus. Denver grabbed full control of this game with three and a half minutes to go. Full control. And then. You were talking about leaving. You get a Justin Holiday turnover in transition. Yep. You get a Michael Porter turnover. Denver just got careless. Then yep. they had some possessions down the stretch where it was like, hey, man, the game's not over. You're up eight or whatever, eight, nine, but it's not over. And they just got a little bit careless. Michael Porter hit a corner three. I thought that was it. Should have been it. Shea Gilgis Alexander got a call on Christian Brown that I thought was so weak, so weak. Give the man a call. Who cares? Murray missed, got an offense rebound, then made a two. Nuggets go up three, and you're feeling really good about things. Then you come in for Peyton Watson in for Michael Poor. This is very important here. You basically had a three possessions left in the game, and there's a timeout. Michael Malone takes Michael Porter out because you, you were on defense, and he puts in Peyton Watson. Well, what happens? So you go defense instead of offense. They score. Jalen Williams just bullies his way right to the basket yep. and gets a bucket. And now rather than call timeout, now your effectively last offensive possession now features a non-offensive threat. You don't have Michael Porter on there. They don't get anything. They waited too long. Yep. The defense just ignored Peyton Watson, so they had an extra defender. Yoke has to end up shooting a heave at the very end. They miss it, and then Shea Gildas-Alexander now goes the other end. Okay, well, now you have your defensive player in there. Doesn't matter. Hits a bucket, dagger right in his face with 0.9 seconds. Denver had a desperation uh, heave. They tried. It was actually pretty terrible, and they lose this game. What a collapse. What a collapse. Dev, start us off, man. This was a, a real collapse, um, a choke job, if you will. Um, Denver did not execute late. And really, my biggest takeaway is OKC played really well in this game. Yeah. I was very poised um, game to go into Ball Arena, which was a packed, packed night. Yeah. Um, there were huge shots that Denver did make down the stretch, and they just kept responding back. That I thought the game was over when, when Jokic threw that oop. To Aaron Gordon, brought right. the roof down. I was yeah. like, oh, this is done. Like, this was, uh, you know, a dagger. Nope, they came down and responded. Michael Porter Jr. hits another huge shot. And then Denver went into a prevent offense, and it just did not yeah. work for them. Um, so, really, I, I say hat tip to OKC, who really did show poise. But also, on the other side, Denver did not execute late, and that's what needs to change. The player talking about, Jokic lobbed to Aaron Gordon, Happened with three minutes and 33 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Denver was up eight points. Yep. They had a 93.2% chance of winning, according to whatever ESPN's thing is. So I'm with you. That oop, to me, did feel like 
There it is. That's 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 it. And they must have felt that way too. Oh yeah, there were like seven or eight places that felt like okay. Like I mean, I I was as soon as Michael Porter Jr. hit that three, I was like, well, that's that. Like yeah. the Nuggets were up eight seven for like basically most of the game. Like they were kind of they couldn't quite shake them, obviously, but right. uh, it just felt like the um, outcome was never you know in question. They were definitely going to win this game. Um, I hated what they did down the stretch. Like the OKC's defense ratcheted up and they didn't do what they do. Like the it, it sucks that Shea Gilgis Alexander was like the most clutch guy when we have Murray and Jokic. Like right. those are like the that those two are unstoppable when it matters. And like they didn't even really go to them. They kind of did. They were just messing around and they got they didn't bring the defensive intensity on the other side to go around with the mess around that they had on the offensive side. It sucked. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like they lost. Like really, I mean, I know intellectually they lost, but like <laughs> I didn't have that feeling in the game where I was like, "Oh, this sucks." It was just like, "What?" And yeah, then they left. You talked about that, like lacking the defensive intensity. The wild part is, I feel like it was there for a majority of totally. this game, and then down the stretch, they just kind of. Let go, like let totally. their hands off the rope, and they came back because SGA was bottled up for a majority of this game. They gave him different looks. They were like swarming him when he got the ball at different spots. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, there was no double team. They let him get free, and then he really did take over in the game. That there was a lot of questionable decisions um, down the stretch, but I do feel like the defensive intensity was there until the fourth quarter. Yeah. And honestly, even there, like they went small, they went to a very vulnerable lineups at, at port, uh, parts of the second half. When Yoke wasn't on the court, they were like, we don't, they had Kenrich Williams at center. He's my size. I've stood next to Kenrich Williams. He, he, I outweigh him by about 20 pounds, but we're like the same height. And he was their center. That's what allowed Aaron Gordon to play center. So they went to a lineup that was like high variance. We're going to just try to score. And they go to it a lot. They like to play small. And that's when SGA kind of gets going. Like when they're, they're allowed these types of, you know, that's where he got his rhythm. But I think two things happened that really killed it. One is Jamal Murray, 15 points tonight, 15 points, five assists, 0 of 6 from 3, 5 of 13. He gets in foul trouble early. He only finishes with four, but he gets in foul trouble early, and it completely took him out of this game. Murray, like Denver, has this one-two punch. You know, they have two stars, and they got all these other guys. I hate that Murray is not a guy that you can just pencil in every night and say, like, oh, he's going to have a good game. Murray's, Murray's going to be good tonight. He's going to give you what you need or whatever. And it wasn't even like he was bad. It's just that that foul trouble took him out of it, and he never got a rhythm. He never made an impact on the game. So you take that out. That's that's a thing I absolutely hate of it. But to me, this is actually my big takeaway. And I'm curious if you guys agree. The Nuggets won a title, and now it's like the regular season almost means a different thing. I do miss the era, though, that the Thunder are in right now. I miss it, man. Because this is totally, they lose in the play-in last year. That's totally a game 82, the, the next year following the 82-year season. This is them. And I love their young core. And I just kind of love the intensity and the, like, excitement they play with. That's a team that kind of plays with this, like, they don't quite know how good they can be yet. So they're every day they wake up excited to find out. And that's what this felt like, where Denver was kind of like, all right, we're up. We're, it's a process. We're going through some motions. And OKC was everything's new and fun to them. Yeah, what that's called is hunger. Like, yeah, they really yep. do have that of, like, we have to prove ourselves every single time out. And Denver has had that. You win a championship, of course, it's not the exact same way. Um, but that's where you have to try to dig deep and find 
um, something more of like, hey, we have to repeat. Everybody's going to give their best against us. And you do want more of that because that was that was Denver's mantra. Like they had a lot of guys that were pretty unproven, at least to like the national like eye. Um, but they don't have that right now. And in just those type of games, you felt like they would have wanted it more. They would have tried harder. That's a young group. That is, yeah. you know, wild to like look at, to be on the other side of that. Because this would have been a game that Denver had to play hard to like try to figure that out. But OKC did. Yeah, they. Uh, it is interesting. It is funny. They are in that place. I mean, it's ultimately going to be like Denver's yep. rise where they're, they're probably going to get you know, they're heartbroken this year, late, late in the year at some point, like, and then, you know, next year, like the guys get better and better. It is fun. Like the, the, the build is fun. Denver, this for Denver is it's good that this something like this happens to them. Like where they're so clearly in the lead, like they need like a little bit of like, Oh, right. Like these younger squad, like, okay. See, you can't like mess around with them. They beat them earlier in the year, but like, uh, I mean, Denver smashed them the first time they played, and it, they just felt like they were in control. It's just—it's nice for them to get a like. You can't mess around. Like you can't. Right. Like when it comes down to the stretch, like Jokic and Murray, you guys have to take over. That's just it. Like we can't just kind of try and wait it out and like just hope it ends. Um, you know, they're gonna miss shots. Maybe um, they just didn't play. It bugs me that they just didn't go for the throat like they always do. They just—they really just felt like they just knew they were going to win so they just like kind of let it whatever and but I, I know what you mean like it is fun it's like the you know minnesota's on this there's a, like the, that's just kind of the the ecosystem of the nba like they're just right. the next the next one's up and denver's no longer in that in that in the next phase is you hope you just steamroll but i'm telling you i just don't know if denver has it in them doesn't they, seem like they it. never have giant winning streak or they rarely do honestly their best winning streaks come in the playoffs when they can get serious which is great that's a, i would take that over the the uh, opposite but I do look at a game like this and I go, they were on a three game win streak. This was f- four game. Then you got Dallas at home Yo, next. That's they, a five. Like, I looked at this schedule. I'm like, are we going to win 18 in a row? Yeah. Like you look at it and it's like, that's <laughs> how you get to the one or two seed is you just end up getting these two or three runs throughout the year that are like nine games. And then the rest of this, you play out the string the rest of the year. And to drop one that was like right in your hand. I mean, to me, this is a game that was like the 90. I'm surprised 93% is all it was. Eight, eight points with three minutes to go. That felt to me more like 97% in my head. It was haymakers. Denver was really hitting shot after shot in the fourth quarter. And they just really kept chipping away at yeah. it. And then there will be a mistake. And then they're like still chipping. Yeah. They really just they won on the last play. I feel like they were not in control at all. Um, I didn't even feel like this was like out of hand. And I'm like, hold on, wait, what? Right. And then they came back. Yeah. Do you can we talk real quickly though about this two big lineup? Is this a thing in your opinion? Like, I'll tell you if, if you tell me like what do I fear? Like, how does a team beat them? This is why I think Minnesota's for real in with regards to Denver is if you are capable of being good enough offensively with two centers on the lineup and with one the shot blocker guarding Aaron Gordon, that's the toughest thing. I think Denver can overcome it, but I think it's the toughest thing. And it's not a surprise to me that the first game of the time they matched up, Denver smacked the hell out of them. Jalen Williams wasn't healthy. This year, Mark Dagnall is a good coach, or this game, he makes an adjustment. It's like, let's try it out. And then he yeah. was quick to it. It worked at the first half, and he goes, boom, that's what we're doing the rest of the game. Yeah, I think it's more so about Denver, like, the, the adjustments that other teams make. Like, the first time that they played them, they didn't have to see that. So right. you don't prepare for right. the two, you know, lineups. And 
A lot of teams don't do that. The teams that do do that, like Minnesota, you know they have no choice but to go with those, you know, the two bigs. They pay them so much money. But when you have a team like the Lakers, you have a team like this where they throw off something so different, Denver does take a long time to adjust. The, the third time they play them, they're going to be ready for both. Yeah. So, like, you do show your hands super early, but also Denver does have to be prepared for this because teams are going to throw that at them a lot. So you are learning right now. But, but at the same time, D-line... Yes, Denver will be more prepared for this specific one, but Chet's a hell of a shot blocker, man. Yeah. He is as good as just about anyone as a weak side shot blocker. So playing that role of of roaming off of AG, he's equipped to do it. So I kind of look at this and I go, I don't know, man. They might have found something here, and that's the specific thing Denver is the hardest thing they have to do. They found it, but like they, the Denver was still up like yeah. nine with... It, like a minute left. I mean, it was absurd that they lost this game. The, the other thing that bugs me now that I'm thinking about it is just like the way that the rotations were managed down the stretch and that last, yeah. no, like the, they were making changes, meaningful changes. Like with six minutes left, I think Peyton, I think Brown was in, Peyton Watson was in. Like it wasn't the closing unit like we normally go to. Like Malone was kind of like, trying to reward hot hand and like reward the young guys a little bit and like go with the defensive. I think guys. he was more def- I think he was but mad all, at their defense. And it, he was it, like, I'm but he was, this here. to me is like, he was trying to send a message and the message was like, we're going to lose because uh, like you guys didn't play the way I wanted to. And now um, this game is ultimately going to be sacrificed. Like I think he just thought he was able to, mess around with it a little bit more and it like it messed up people's rhythm it messed up messed up like the natural flow of the game like when it got to the the crunch time it like didn't feel like it mpj had just gotten off the bench like it was just weird like i i was like what is this lineup with like six minutes left but it's so bizarre man for me the the real big one was that this, this decision to take out michael porter and put in peyton watson and so like i weird, understand dude. it because you're wanting the defense and if you get to stop the games over you know no matter what but Michael Malone sitting on one last timeout, there is a part of me that when Denver did get the ball back up one point and Peyton Watson's on the court, there's part of me that goes, use your timeout now. Because yeah. you you know, if you go down there and get a shot clock violation or near shot clock violation, like it's not gonna matter anyway. I understand why he wouldn't do it. But to me, that's that's the one where and look, it's on Porter. Porter was not good defensively tonight. He was kind of getting cooked in, in large parts. And I think Malone, to your point, was just like, fine, we're going to put Peyton in. When you would rather that not be a thing, that you're like, it's good enough, just trust him. Like, yo, this this unit is good enough in the big moments. Like, just don't mess with it. Like, mad or not mad, like, we're not, we don't just send messages all the time to uh, players who are now vets now. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is a vet now. Like, right. We're not sending messages anymore. We're like past that part. Like, tell him, be like, yo, play hard, whatever. But like, this, I don't know. Or it, you just lose the game with Michael Porter on the court, and yes. then at least you can point to that and you yes. know, rather than do this. So bizarre. Yeah. That decision was a wild decision because it really did backfire. You wanted him to be on the court for defense. He was the one that was getting scored on at yeah. that time. I'm, of course, he has a tough assignment, um, so like anybody could have been scored on. But you can't do the offense-defense with the guy that – they lost the game because he was not part of the offense. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it really did ended up backfiring, and that's why I'm shocked that he did not call a, a timeout because you wanted it to be offense defense, but now you're on offense. You have to put your guys in. Um, exactly. That was a decision that just didn't work out. He got scored on a few times late. The ball gets gets stuck in his hands. Jokic has to throw up a, a, a late shot because. P.Y. was like, I'm not taking this shot. But it wasn't even that the ball found him. It's that that found him for a reason. They were like, all right, we're going to make this guy shoot the ball. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like his guy 
went off of him and then trapped Jamal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's what led to Jokic having to throw up that absolute desperation because they were just milking the clock. They didn't even start their right. action until there was eight seconds left, and then it was like, oh, shit, we're Yeah, we're trapped. screwed. Like, yeah, we're screwed. Um, so that one's really frustrating. And somebody brought up this up in the chat. This what part of the problem is Denver only had one timeout left. What's wrong? It's a squeak. We're trying to figure out. Sounds like a wheel, like there's a, like a little mouse on a wheel. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was I saying? Um, I don't know. Well, we talked about Peyton. Oh, Watson. the reason yeah. the reason they only had it one timeout was because Michael Malone used a challenge in the fourth quarter without right. ever seeing the review. It was just a rage, a rage review. It was a rage review that cost them a timeout. Like if you just don't do that, when he lost. But the funny thing is, actually, the refs were a little saucy tonight. Yeah, and. One of the so what happens is the call happens and I actually am with Malone on this. I hated the call. I think it was Isaiah Joe is like right up in Jokic's space. Jumped into his as soon as he touched the ball. So Yoke well, but Yoke gets it and kind of like leans into him. Now, in my opinion, Isaiah Joe uh, Joe did not own that space. I think it was him. It might have been somebody else. Didn't owe that own that space. And so Yoke gets the call on it. But Malone did not. I've never seen. I'll bet you. I wish we had tracking data for this. I don't think this such exists. I'll bet you it was the fastest challenge. Ever because as soon as he made the charge motion, Michael Malone walked out on the court and went like this. <laughs> I've never seen it before. It was right like he face. was acting like the players do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. He was. And he was. He had. A, it was right in front of the bench, so he had a perfect. It was literally in his face. Right. So in he his was face. already right. As soon as he was moving his hands, he's like already like. But come you know on, what's funny? The ref went to the review booth. Fastest review I've ever seen. <laughs> he also went to the review booth, looked at it, called it. And I was like, man, there wasn't even a timeout. was barely anything. So there was a little bit, I think, of, uh, you, you know, that there was, dude, but it was like, that's the type of thing where there is contact. So it's like, you can't overturn it. That's, that's what I was saying is that you can't like, even if it's wrong, then you can't fall out of bounds. You know, who touched it? Like there's some things where yes. it's like, all right, we see it. We have a reason for this case or fifth foul or whatever it is. But when it's a decision, yeah. like the ref made a decision, they're never going to overturn never. their own decision. And then again, it's almost hard to know what the letter of the law would have said. On but this, this is like one of play. these things where like you look at, there are times when like Jokic is so beside himself that you want yeah. Michael Malone to like match his yeah, energy, yeah. get attacked, yeah. like yeah. whatever. Like that was his thing. Like, You're right. I got you, my connected. guy. Like yeah. he, I, he did it for Jokic because Jokic was so incensed. I'm not even absurd. pointing out that it was a bad thing, even though I do think it was a bad thing. But it was that if they would have not done that and had one extra timeout, I think they win this game. Because you just use it at that oh, last dear. possession. You of put course. Mike back in. And then you go and you probably get a better possession than what you got. And even if you don't score, you're at least a little more set in transition or whatever. Um, so it is a little bit of a, of a thing. But on the other side, I do want to talk about something you brought up, which is I think the reason Michael Malone did that is because, once again, Jokic was furious with the refs all game and yelling at the referees in a way that I think honestly distracted him. So we'll talk about that on the other side. First, I want to tell you guys about College Invest. It's important to start saving for college early and you need a plan just in case your child doesn't land an athletic scholarship. College Invest makes it easy with flexible savings plans. It's important to start saving early. You benefit from Colorado tax deductions. Savings can also be used for trade schools and apprenticeships nationwide. So open your account today at collegeinvest.org. Never too early to start thinking about those types of things. Also want to tell you guys about something I desperately need today. AG1. I did not have any, though. Oh, I did not have any. I need to, I'll probably grab some on my way out today. AG1, the number one most important thing... Um, about starting your days, you want to get all the nice vitamins and supplements and everything to, mm. to kind of get you feeling great. Um, I'm trying to get the t- all the key things here. 
All great athletes take care of their bodies, and a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1. I wonder if AG drinks AG1. He, I think he, like, wasn't for the first part of the season. <laughs> but but then he did a little bit. Yeah, now he's like an AG, like... A couple. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> they drink AG1. They're huge fans of it. And I'm telling you guys, this stuff, it costs less than $3 a day. You get on this little subscription plan, uh, and it's fantastic. You love the taste of this. I do. You put a little ice in it, make it nice and nice and cold. No, I uh, like, I mean, I like <laughs> it. I like, I, I wouldn't prepare a meal that had this flavor, but like, as far as things that are healthful, like it's a, it's zesty. It has yeah. like a little bit of like a, a citrus, like pineapple uh, aftertaste. It's like fine. It's good. There you Dang. go. The comprehensive solution is what you needed from your supplement routine. Then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash nuggets. That's drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Uh, check it out. All right. Back here, segment two. So... One of the things I loved about being at the arena today is you do get to see the things that the broadcast doesn't show you. First of all, for the first time ever, Jokic got called for a delay of game. So weird. When he was actually delaying the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always joke about Yoke when the ball ends and he's running out the clock and he doesn't pick it up. For the first time ever, a ref was, uh, was you know, saw it and called it, and Yoke lost his mind <laughs> and this wasn't the only time by the way i'm just going to use this one because yeah. it happened in the clutch when it's like yo it doesn't matter it's a delay of game warning yep it literally doesn't matter yep and yoke wouldn't let it go he runs after the ref he's doing this one he's doing all of this like he's doing these things and it's like yoke dude you were let's be honest you were delaying the game whether it was legal or not it's like it does not matter just Stay focused. And Yoke, I'm telling you, like these things somehow throw him off of rhythm because he becomes so obsessed with officiating. There were other times throughout the game where he would do something that he felt he had a case for, and rather than just make his case, he wouldn't let it go up and down the court, still in the ref's air, ear. You said that it didn't matter, but that's the thing about it. It really did matter to Yoke because him and that ref was getting into it throughout the entire yeah. game on missed calls on just um, his defensive position. He called him for a few things that he was really pissed off on. And then Chet got a few of them that he was asking for on the other end. And instead of him letting he's talking to the ref that he's pissed off on the other side. So, like, he really was not letting this go. But that one, it really got into his head that he he was so focused on that. Like, he, I really, like, looking back on it, he, like, he took a few plays off where he's still upset about the fact that he really did do it. And <laughs> other refs let him get away with it. That's the thing is he's got away with it for so long that he's like, hold on, wait, Dude, what? The, the craziest part is that then there was a makeup delay of gay warning that went against them. <laughs> 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 They're like, hey, see? Oh, hey, yeah. we're getting everyone out here with warnings today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So insane. Yeah, uh, we, have, we have Harrison yeah, live yeah. from the arena. So let's go to him right now so he can get back. I know he usually comes before Yoke comes. Harrison, man, what the hell? I know. The Nuggets really disappointing. Disappointing. So disappointing. So disappointing, man. You said it perfect. Um, all right. Take us uh, behind the curtain here. Yeah, well... I mean, my big takeaway from this game, you know, late in the fourth quarter of a close game, especially at home, you just expect the Nuggets to execute. You expect the Nuggets to win that game, especially if, you know, Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray are on the floor. 
and they were, and the Nuggets just didn't execute down the stretch tonight. And that was kind of the, the most surprising aspect of this loss. Just Denver didn't make the plays that it usually does late in clutch time in a close game. And, um, you know, Michael Mullen spoke to that a little bit. He said, look, we had four turnovers in the fourth quarter, uh, not the best execution down the stretch. And then he also talked about the blow buys the Nuggets gave up. Denver gave up 24 blow buys for 37 points. And the Thunder, they're the top team in the league in drives per game. It's something they thrive on. It's something they look to do as part of their game plan. But Malone said, I thought our discipline sucked. He said, how many times is a guy going to beat you going to his left hand? We told you guys this morning, talking about what they told their team at shoot-around, this guy's a left-handed driver, and they just went left on us. I think he was talking about Jalen Williams there, but just kind of a, a lack of execution, a, a lack of discipline uh, on defense was the thing Malone was most pissed about after this one. Yeah. And he was weird. We were talking in our first segment here. He was tinkering with the closing lineups more than he tr- typically does, you know. And I, I we're kind of curious about that. I mean, obviously it didn't work out, but when you talk about you expect Denver to be able to close, well, usually it's the same closing lineup tonight, making some adjustments play by play almost. And I, I do wonder if that contributed. It felt like the Nuggets tried to get a little too cute with it, yeah. going offense defense so much down the stretch. Malone didn't really talk about it, but, you know, we were talking about it. Uh, the collective media afterward, you know, should they just have stuck with Michael Porter down the stretch? Because one of those key possessions late when the Nuggets couldn't get off a great shot and it was just Nikola Jokic kind of forcing a bad look from three. You have Peyton Watson spacing in one corner. Um, yeah, Everybody collapsed on the, like, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic two-man game. You got to wonder, like, what the floor would have looked like if Michael Porter was in the corner instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't wonder. <laughs> they wouldn't have doubled off of him. We, we, or if they yeah. would have, he would have had a wide open three and you live with the result. You and, know? We, and we'd be in the winner's yeah. lounge. Yeah, we'd be in the winner's lounge. Um, all right. What else? Yeah. Um, Malone talking about the job on SGA tonight. He said, look, we did a good job on him early, but he found a rhythm late and it's just tough to keep a guy like that down um I mean overall it felt like they kept SGA at bay uh he didn't crush them I mean he had a decent game but um late he found a rhythm and um it was a enough of a rhythm to hit the game winner uh too so that was tough and then Michael Mullen also, also spoke to Chet Holmgren nine blocks tonight I actually think they took one away it's only eight blocks um, but he said, look, you want to stay aggressive. You want to attack that guy and then, you know, dish it off to the open man. But he obviously had a huge impact tonight. He was great, man. He was I, he was so impressive. Yeah. Just got done talking with Christian Brown, who came to the podium. Um, he said, look, it was uncharacteristic of us to turn the ball over that many times down the stretch to not execute. Uh, that's unlike us. Uh, he was talking about Jalen Williams going left. He said, look, that's where he likes to go that's on us like we just let too many guys into the lane tonight that's why we lost this game and then he was talking about the nuggets going to aaron gordon at the five i feel like denver's done that more early on this season than they did like all of last year they almost never the did it not year. it's because they <laughs> yeah believe I... in the fives <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean 
they've gone to it early this season, definitely more than they they did last year. And Christian Brown said, look, everybody knows we do that in big games. So this was a game that the Nuggets wanted. This was a game that they kind of went into playoff mode to try to get. And um, they came up short. Yeah. The other thing about it is this game lend itself to it, especially because, as I mentioned, Kenrich Williams was the center on the other side. So, like, if DeAndre or even Zeke is out there, that's a, a, a really tough cover on the other end for both of those guys. As good as Zeke is, like you're still going to be guarding Jalen Williams and Shea in space that whole time. That's tough. So I, I like to me, it's natural that they would have gone to AG at, at center, even if they did trust their, you know, a regular backup center. Yeah. Uh, we also spoke to Michael Porter Jr. He didn't have much to say. He was pretty disappointed after this one. Um, he said, um, there were just, you know, some things we could have done better defensively, offensively. He kind of chalked it up to a make-or-miss game. You know, we just missed a bunch of shots that we usually make. <laughs> that was what he felt like the difference was tonight. The um, miss or miss or miss or miss or miss game. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he was talking about SGA's game winner. He felt like Peyton played pretty good defense on that, but um, SGA – SGA executed the move. Yep. You know, he bumped them, got some space, tough fadeaway. Yeah. It was decent defense, but just better offense. That's the thing about Shea is he has That's a go-to shot. shot, a go-to move that you yeah. really can't stop. And it's he unfortunately, even though he hits it probably at like a 50% rate, which you would probably live with in the clutch, 50% means you lose 50% of the time. And tonight you lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the only other thing I've got tonight, guys, is I'm pissed off because they called Nikola Jokic for a delay of game on his patented uh, delay of time waster. The warning. <laughs> I love that. They yeah. called delay of game on his time waster. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> they also could give him a warning it was just a to warning. not it was do it again. Just a warning. <laughs> but it's legal. He, he shouldn't have even gotten a warning. That's what I'm saying. They should. What, what it is is they shouldn't have called delay of game. They should just start counting the five seconds, right? That's yeah. the actual thing because he's just not picking up the ball. So the ref should be like, right. hey, man, I'm starting whether you touch the ball or not because you should. You have had adequate time to touch the ball. <laughs> That's not a call. It's not anything. You just tell him, like, hey, I'm counting. And then Yokes, he still would have been indignant. He said, what? I haven't picked up the ball yet. I kicked oh it. God. I can't fumbled it or whatever. <laughs> Look, I was talking with a couple of people with the Nuggets about it afterward. Young official. Young oh. official making the call. Maybe a little inexperienced. Robert Hussey. And, um, list of I mean, look. Joker was doing that in the NBA Finals, and it was fine. So, <laughs> truly, we're just gonna have a list of all of the refs that have done us wrong throughout the year. Well, you can go back down and ask Yoke about it. Maybe he'll have something interesting to say about right. it. But all right, See good stuff, Win. Uh, minutes are we at here? We at thirty five. We're at thirty five. So I'll take another break, and then I'm gonna get back to this thing about Yoke, though. Not less about that specific call, but just more about this idea of like. Ah, we'll get to it on the other side. <laughs> uh, you could have gotten tickets to this game tonight. I mean, in hindsight. In hindsight. <laughs> can you imagine what a good deal you could have gotten to go have your heart ripped right out at the last second? I mean, I wish that you knew. Like, 
they should price tickets on based on how what the outcome's going to be. Yeah, they should. Can't like AI get involved or something? You're like, wow, tickets are only ten dollars. <laughs> you're, like, oh, you're like, wait a second, hold on, hold that doesn't on. sound right <laughs> for the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> this isn't right. Uh, you know, you can get tickets. I actually, so true story. On Game Time, just this very week, I had tickets I had bought to the Nathaniel Rateliff concert on Friday at Ball Arena. But then our company changed our holiday party to being last night. So what I do? Sold them Ooh. right on the Game Time app. No harm, no foul, right? Uh, check them out. You can buy or sell your tickets. So if you're looking to sell, you can go on there. If you're looking to buy, you can go on there. The thing I love most about their site compared to other sites is they have the all-in price right at the top, a little tab. Yeah. So you just hit that. Like I don't know why anybody doesn't want all-in price. Because they want you to just see the low price and then... Like, no, but, but it's a choice. Like, why would you I not th- choose that I one? know. But just the, choose its, like, final choose, checkout yeah. price so you just kind of know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to pay when I, I get to the final I, I screen. I really think it's, like, psychologically better to see this It probably thing. is. But I, it, to me, it's like, I just want to... It's more damaging. To of see course the, it is. The, 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 where it goes up. You so you get that all-in all in price uh, and you can check it out there. The Nuggets are at home quite a bit. If you're looking for a last-minute holiday gift, maybe this is what you do. You hey, have an old game time. You haven't bought a ticket for that special person in your life hop on game time buy them a buy them a nuggets ticket they'll never lose two in a row right boys <laughs> um another gift idea and actually this one's incredible i hate when my hands are cold yeah i hate it's a, it it's a bad feeling that's a horrible feeling having to pee is a terrible feeling uh, you have to pee too bad oh, it is. things with your butt like, having wet socks wet socks is really bad that's a robot. just like if you are Riding a bike or oh, a scooter, scootering and you and don't your have hands gloves. Are cold? Like, That's dude. the worst. You're scraping your windshield. Maybe you're doing a little gardening. Don't worry. Hester Gloves has you covered. We've been telling you guys about them. You get that 40% off, uh, 40% off offer right now until December 23rd. This is the Christmas special. What do you mean? 40% want? off. I, t- I said this before. These are premium luxury gloves. I'm telling you, they're unbelievable. Ten fingers for the price of six. <laughs> that actually should be their slogan. <laughs> Uh, ski gloves. You have your good ski gloves, yep. but you don't want to wear those when you do other things, right? You want to keep those for skiing. Those so go are ahead. for skiing. Those are for skiing. Don't do it for that. DIY projects, gardening, construction, landscaping, anything. Honestly, they have all kind. Of, they have like thousands of gloves up on their website. They're really, really nice. So go to Hestra uh, Job. Visit Hestra Job. This is it. H e s t r a j o b dot u s and use code DNVR forty to get forty percent off your next purchase now through December 23rd. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves in a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. Michael Malone, email them. Get your team to do some work. That's right. <laughs> Down the stretch. Put some goddamn work gloves on. Do some work. These things are, I'm telling you, you should go to that website. The link's in the description because their gloves actually are, one, numerous. They have so many types, and also they're really cool gloves. All right. Um, so let's get back to Jokic here. Here's here's my thing. I think Yoke does get a bad whistle. I think that that is a thing we've discussed a lot. Michael Mullen's been lobbying for it. But there's also a line between like lobbying for something and then allowing it to compound the issue. And I honestly think that Yoke needs to just kind of like let this go in these moments. Like tonight was not a game that he needed to be in the official's ear to the degree that he was. Do you remember the play early? I'm trying to remember which one it was that like set him off and he just couldn't get over it. And he was like three times up and down the court. He's yelling at this ref. And I'm like, yo, dude, you're right. But move on. It was the so- the shoulder push. He like tried to get the shoulder push shot. And he thought he was, he was fouled on it. But he didn't get it. And then Chet got it on the other end. So you're then right. It you're made right. Him that is, re- you're right. That is why he brought it back re- up. Go. It was the same play. Yeah. You're right. And he was, you're, you're so right. It is, you but, just saw the like. 
it come back to him. He could it like it ruined him. And I'm telling you, this is the thing about Yoke. He was good tonight. He wasn't great. And I honestly think part of the reason is because it's like, bro, righteous indignation only takes you so far. Yes, you're right. You could be indignant about it. But at the end of the day, you could have just won this game also. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Jokic has a tipping point, and like once you hit it, it, it's it's like you get diminishing returns from him. It's like so, it is his one Achilles heel. It really is, and it much goes more, away when it matters. Yeah, but. much more than his actual Achilles heel. Like this fucking thing. Like once he gets, once it, he gets like sees red. Yeah, he's just cannot be taken out of it. Becomes a monster. He does, and you hope that. From that point, he starts to like want to make a point through playing basketball. But oftentimes, he just wants to just get his point across, and he's just like, uh, whatever. And then, uh, you know, you just see, like, he'd rather be right. Like, he just wants you to be like, yes. I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna make you know that I was right about this play. And it's like, yeah, but dude, that yeah, was and two like, minutes ago. And then man. tonight, it made him less aggressive. Somehow, yeah, which yeah. it's you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like he's the he's the greatest player I've ever seen in my entire life. He's my everything. I love everything about him. I hate when he does this though. Like, I know it's so frustrating. It's just like having like like a petulant like kid on your team that you're just like, and, bro, get like move past. Let me, let me say let me say this, Dev, because Draymond Green won four championships, and he always said this thing. He always has this line that he'd go to, which is. You guys want me to change who I am. Who I am is what got me here. And I hate that. I hate that more than anything. It's like, no, what got you there, yes, being revved up. But don't use that as an excuse to not grow. You can yeah, grow as a yeah. person. And Draymond never grew. And now oh, dude, he's, he's out of the league. And like, yeah. And I'm with Yoko, the same thing. Like, but you can't grow here. Like you can also you can be right about what you're doing, but you can also just grow in how you handle it just a little bit. Yeah, but What's awkward is that I feel like we've seen the ups and downs. I feel like last year he was a lot better at not being pissed off with the refs the entire time. Or he yeah. takes that aggression yeah. and he's super physical. Yeah. Like, I'm going to score on you every single time because they're not calling it. Now you're the you're the one that's punished because right. they did this to you. Like, he has to get back to that part of it. Because right now he's on edge. He's frustrated. He's pissed off. And instead of him going to that and saying, I'm going to be very aggressive in this game, He's like, no, I'm not going to shoot it anymore. Right. He didn't get many shots in that. For I think he only shot like one time, or at least it felt like it. But he wasn't aggressive in this one, and he had a mismatch. He had guys on him that he could have scored on a lot, and he decided to either throw it up for an oop or kick it out to other guys instead of like, nope, I'm going to get to the free throw line because I'm going to make you call that on me, or I'm going to just score every single time. So I think that that kind of is – not the separator, but that's like the difference between like an Embiid. He's like, no, I'm going to make you call a foul every time. And I don't care what they say because he's going to go to the line 30 times. Yoke's like, no, I'm going to just figure out a different way. It's still, gonna, We're going to get to that same point, but it's going to be in a different way. And I thought, to be perfectly honest, I thought in the fourth, in the in clutch, Yoke was making the right decision. There wasn't a play where I look at and I go, I think he shouldn't have done what he did. It, but the third quarter was the one to me where I was like, that's where he was getting chippy with the ref for those one plays where I was like, yeah, but put it away. But just put it away right now. Yeah, just right. put it away, man. You, you, can do you don't it. think he should have shot more in this game? He should have done the stretch. No, see, I, well, but which ones? Like, I'm trying to think of well, which play. The thing is, it's like they, they weren't, it wasn't set up to where there was a place where Jokic should have shot because they weren't like just. 
being like, we're running the two-man game. Like, everybody else, get out the hell out of the way. Like, we are going to run the two-man game. It's like they came down. They passed it off to Pete I, Watson. I, 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 I feel like when they did prevent offense, like, really, they started resetting every well, time. again, I think I give more credit to their defense, which is when you go to two centers, the you're not guarding the team. You're guarding Yoke. That it's that you know you're saying we're gonna put two guys trying to block shots and protecting the paint, and the reads are gonna be that there's gonna be open guys on the perimeter, and they were, um, you know, to come up a little bit short. And honestly, Denver did score. They got screwed. Was Holiday turned it over because he got in transition, a veteran player, and threw it to the corner when uh, Christian had cut. But it was one. It was such a careless pass. Like he didn't even look. He just catches it and throws it, and it's like, bro. And then Michael Porter somehow just gets the ball like. Stolen from him, you know, and I'll say this. I don't think Jokic was the reason that he didn't win the game when he probably could have single-handedly won it for him tonight, but I he was the best nugget, so I it, we can't spend too much time oh, on dude. it. No, he's blaming um, Jokic. And I'll say this. Michael Porter tonight, 20 points, 11 rebounds, and he goes four of eight from three. His three looked confident. It looked pure. Yeah. His defense was bad in this one, and this is a tough defensive assignment, but I do look at those two things and go like, I, I just want to see both of those things at the same time. It's so hard to do. Yeah, he was super aggressive offensively, and his shot was falling. Yeah, so that was like you got to kind of take the good with the bad in this one. You want him to be out there because you need some offense. You need him to keep scoring. He was hitting big shots. He's like taking a lot of shots, especially on a night that I felt like a lot of other players were kind of timid. Like I really, I I think Jokic should shot a lot more. I think that Jamal like went into a, a spot with the foul and he started chasing. But it was like, okay, well, where do we find offense? And they got good spots, but. Mike Porter Jr. is like a, a reason for that. On the other end, he does have to apply himself more on that end of the floor because he started getting attacked um, in different ways. But also, that's when Malone decided to not go with them. So those plans, you know, they backfire. He has to step up on defense. He has to be better. He just really, that's what it comes down to. If he's able to be better on that, everything else came to him. He rebounded well in this game. His shot was falling. Um, he was kind of automatic. He had mismatches and attacked him. Play better defense. Like, give the same effort on that end. Yeah. If you want who I blame the game on, if I was like to say, like, we're doing the blame game, to me it's Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson. They combined for 8 of 23 tonight. Reggie Jackson, 3 of 10. He was kind of careless, just looked lackadaisical. And then Jamal Murray getting into those foul trouble. We've just seen Jamal play so well. We're kind of into it. I think he looked a little tired. That's one of the things. Look, he's coming back from some injuries. But tonight, again, to me, this is why this is so important. When you play two centers, you're trying to take away yoke, and you're compromising everything else, and it's like, cool, now go and crush that. And there was no crushing that from from Jamal, who should be the counterpunch to everything Denver does, and he just did not have that tonight. Yeah, the only, I mean, the only thing I can go back to with that is that they were they won the game through That's true. however long. Like the rest of the game, honestly, like I can kind of like. Throw it out. To me, it's like those those last four possessions. It's like all comes down to that. The Nuggets won the game up to that point. The, what for whatever defensive issues that Michael Porter Jr. had and the foul trouble that Jamal Murray had, it still got him to a place where they were up eight with like a minute and a half left. And then you're telling me, you know, then that's where some of these like wonky, uh, you know, um, lineup changes were being made. And like you're just not you don't have the same personnel on the floor. And, like, the Nuggets won this game, essentially. I mean, they won the game. They were good enough to win the game. They had it in hand. And then they just, like, just did dumb things four possessions in a row. And it's like, man, I don't even know what you can point to, really, other than it's just, like, 
that other team wanted it more. Like they just wanted it more and the Nuggets weren't able to rise to the occasion defensively, of course, but they just, again, we just keep saying the prevent offense. They just were just like not, they just didn't ever think they were going to lose. I didn't think they were going to lose either. I think that the Thunder really did. The, the matchup changed everything for Denver. Like I, it wasn't the turnovers that like lost the game for them. It was the fact that they fouled every single t- everybody was in foul trouble in this game. And it was this the two like center matchup because last time Denver attacked them in the paint. Every every single time they destroyed them in the paint. They're like, we're going with the two bigs lineup. And then they like just kind of bottled it in. And then Denver fouled every single time. So like that was the big thing. Jamal was in foul trouble. Reggie was in foul trouble. Peyton Watson was in foul. Like all the guys that kind of have the ball in their hands a lot. And it, it it threw things off. So like Denver has to be more disciplined in, in that. And I and I will say this, you know, part of Malone's lineup shuffling in the fourth quarter is if you have KCP there, you get both. This is why KCP is different than every other uh, player on Denver's roster. He is both a three point shooter yep. and a good defender, three and D. which means you probably just stick with Michael Porter because now you have the aggregate yep. length and this or that. Instead. You tried uh, Justin Holiday. He made a mistake in the clutch that you shouldn't if you're a veteran. And also, he wasn't impactful defensively. Like, he wasn't getting stops. So he's like, all right, we got to put Christian Brown in his place. But now we get into the point where with Brown on the court, you don't have the three points. So now Porter or Peyton becomes the offensive-defense thing. So it's kind of this ripple effect that when you have your fully healthy team, it's probably not as big of a thing. Nonetheless, this was a home loss. Yeah, just stick. Just stick with who brought you, man. Just stick with that closing lineup. Like, you know, messing around. Like, it just didn't. He clearly doesn't still trust MPJ the way that like, you probably should. It's he wild, won a man. championship it's with him. Wi- I, I was like. He won what? an NBA championship. I was you should so, probably trust him. I was so surprised when he pulled him out. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're not in the teaching portion of the Michael yeah. Porter Jr. experience anymore. Like, sometimes your good players, like, aren't playing that good. But you don't yank them. Right, like, right. You just, like, let them work through it. And he wasn't playing good on D. Like, let's be honest. But. They replaced him with a guy that got cooked two plays in a row anyway, so he might as well roll. Um, on the other side, um, I do want to just kind of wrap up and say that, that we had a good question yesterday in our mailbag, which was, do you, are teams defending or, or attacking Denver differently this year? I think tonight is an example, one of two examples where teams have adjusted to Denver like have just learned something about Denver, and it's like, again, not that they know how to beat them, but that they know what the toughest route is for Denver. And we'll talk about that on the other side. First, how do we do on Bet365 tonight? Not great. Not great, man. We, <laughs> we should have known not to bet tonight, man. We had the Denver you were, special. Broncos, Avs, Nugget. We were so hyped. The bar was popping. And then? Dev not doing well at bets. You want to talk about something that's never ordinary. That's, 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 not, that's not, not ordinary fun. at all. Not fun. I'm so glad this week is over, you guys. Next week, we start a whole new week. I'm, I'm so ready for it. At Bet365, they don't do ordinary. They believe every sport should be epic. And right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account and bet 365. Use promo code DNVR365 when you sign up. Deposit 10 and choose between first bet safety net. I love these ones. Offer by placing up to $1,000. And if your qualifying bet loses, you receive a matched refund and bonus bets. Up to $1,000. I mean, that's not terrible. That's not terrible at all, man. Like, if you were like. So if you hit it. Yeah, if you were like, I know you'll get to the triple double tonight. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, it's a thousand bucks. Bets in my account. Yeah, that I just got back. That sounds pretty good. Uh, or you get a bet and get offer and place a bet of $5 or more and get 150 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1 800 Gambler. 
Uh, also, lastly, I want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. If you really are feeling sad about this game and you want to wash away... Yeah, how do I do that? Where is it? Do we have them? I would recommend the uh, uh, the Golden Ale. How many? Okay, um, <laughs> I'll get me however many he says. <laughs> uh, Chet, I think one for every block Chet had. So grab nine, oh, but Jesus. put one back. Give me one for every Get inch. nine of them, but then just drink eight and put <laughs> one back at eight. the end. Yeah, just an eight pack, of course. The beer of the month right now is the Christmas Ale. It's $6 at the DNVR bar. You can try it. It's a new recipe. And also, by the way... Lots of alcohol in that one, the Christmas Yeah, they, they, they didn't mess with that part of the recipe. Yeah, uh, they did not mess. They made sure that one stayed there. <laughs> Still the number one ingredient. Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City, Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger, always a delicious one. Good company, hard seltzers. Check all of those out. All right, so I teased this, but to kind of wrap up, and then we'll get to some super chats. In the Houston game, there yeah. was the, hey, attack Michael Porter. And do it in pick and roll. Don't do it in isolation. Like, everybody thinks you have to ISO Mike. No, he's good on ISO. He's got that. Don't try to just attack Jokic. Oh, pick and roll. Attack Jokic. He's the weak link. No. Michael Porter. And we have seen a little bit less of this over the last handful of games, but just knowing it's out there and seeing that it wasn't – the subsequent games right after that, teams were going to it, I do think that's one thing that's, like, now on the scouting report for Denver. And then this one of Jalen Williams, the big Jalen Williams, not the little one, He's not the best center for like, yo, like if you said, oh, he's going to make Yoke's life tough. Not true. He is stocky and he's smart. He's positional player. So he's going to be a good guy to put on. And then Chet is like as good as it gets as a, as a weak side roamer. I think every team is going to try this out going forward against Denver. Minnesota with Tim Conley, he knew this all along. I mean, there's why he built the team that way. But I think you're going to start to see more and more teams look around and go, do we have a Jalen Williams? Do we have a Chet Holmes? Like, what's the closest we can come up to? And to be honest, maybe only Minnesota has the actual talent to do this. Maybe they, they even they don't. But I think every team's at least going to try. Yeah, especially teams that, like, play Denver a few times. Like, yeah. they're going to give different looks. Jokic is kind of mastered that part of basketball where you have to give him different looks or he's just going to just pick you apart every single time. So throwing, you know, these random wrinkles in, it does throw them off a bit. And Denver has to adjust um, to those things. Um, but also it just, like, changes the way that Denver plays. They want to go to the, you know, DHO. This was, like, one of the first games that I feel like they could not get the Jokic-Jamal yeah. two-man going. Like, right. they really had a hard time um, getting them going. When DeAndre finally got on the court, that really didn't work, or at least the the, the two-man um, pick and roll, and it was because of the way that they were playing. So I do think that people are just giving different looks um, to Denver, uh, and it's going to take them time to adjust. But I do also agree with you that every team is going to try this at some point. Yeah. Do you think it'll work? <sighs> I mean, here's the thing is that, like, everybody's now – game planning for the Denver Nuggets and like the way that they're not for the other team. They're, they're just kind of doing what they do. And then, you know, Michael Malone's adjusting on the fly and then figuring this out. Like um, the, the best thing about having the best, the smartest player in the league, the best player in the league is that like they will th also then adjust. I think you're right. Obviously like people are looking at them and they are, changing and adding more wrinkles in and like learning from what other teams are able to figure out. Um, but I don't think it ultimately matters that much. Like, I just think that, you know, in the end, like th this feels so bad, but this, this should be like, we were so close to this just being a four game winning streak and yeah. it's the night after yoke miss. And like, right, we're, right. To, we're just like, oh, laughing. That's so true. Dude, uh. it's, we're, this is yoke Mitch boxing day today. Oh, boxing day. Got and, us. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is box out day. And we just, like, 
just fumbled the bag in the dumbest way. And it feels like it's like, oh man, like people have figured this out. Da, da, da. It's to me, it's like it it's again, like they were it it did work for them, but I don't think it that they won the game because of that. Like I yeah. I you know, it's I do think obviously in general that Denver's just gonna see more people being way more intentional about the way that they play against it, them. That that's it. Um but, but I, even how they build, and here's the broader point. Chet's really good, man. I love the I love their big three. When I if I am Sam Presti and I have all these draft capital, I have all these different things to build from, I would look at tonight's game and go, that might be our formula. I'm not saying you need to spend big on a center or, or a body, but like can we find we need to make sure that Chet is great against 27 teams. There's two or three teams he's not great against. And for those teams, we need to have the better version of Jalen Williams. Like, whatever that is, we need to find that and make sure we always have that on our roster so we can go up against those because this is our best bet against those. To me, that this would be a very important data point if I were Sam Presti for how to build around Chet. Yeah, but also, um, like, Denver has that. But I just feel like they have it in a different way. With Zeke Naji as backup center and DeAndre, they have a big body that can, you know, kind of match Jokic's like just body and then have a roamer. So I think that it's like very strategic on, hey, Chet can guard everyone else. He's not going to be able to guard these three or four type of centers. We're going to have somebody else, but also he's going to be really good at affecting different shots or um, altering the game because he's in help side the entire time. So that is something I think that they'll go to. Um, go back to a lot, but it'll be only in these type of circumstances. And every team's going to try that. The Nuggets now at 17 and 10, the exact record they had last year through 27 games, which what is What a funny. terrible omen. We're yeah, on track. Ter- We're on track. track. We're right on track, baby. Uh, Kale, we have any super chats tonight? How many sick, let's, sicko chats here? Six. Six sicko chats? You want to read them? Uh, sure. It's just Jordan42069. Says, uh, Josh Giddy under 15.5 points. Never in doubt. Dude, that was the most surprising That's part. Up, but, but Dude, yeah. the crowd lustily booing him every time. I didn't realize that every this time. had the cultural impact that it did. People are very upset at Josh Giddy. If you don't know the story, Josh Giddy reportedly, there was a girl who posted on Instagram or somewhere that she had slept with Josh Giddy. Turns out she was. 15, I think, at the time. I think he was like 19 or something. Like, nonetheless, yeah. it was very, very, you know, a big age gap. No charges have been filed or nothing no, to this. I think the, it's kind of just gone away. But nonetheless, it's a big story. And I asked one of the girls covering the Thunder. Uh-huh. I was like, is this unique? Because it was not a, like, boo. You know, sometimes yeah. there's a boo and it's they like, were whatever. All in. This was a vicious boo. Every this yes. was like, people were like. Booing from the deepest part of yes. their soul tonight. Every I was time he very touched the ball. surprised by that. What did she say? She said every arena. Wow, every arena, and she's like, and she's like, and they're loud ones. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't realize that this had the cultural impact that it I didn't. I, I honestly didn't I either. I thought this was an internet thing more than anything, and that <laughs> like because there were Susie from DNVR was in front of me for the takeover, and she was like. They were booing, and like there were guys next to me were like not just booing; they were <laughs> yelling things that were. That I was like, "Earmuffs for the kids." And Susie had a look at her face, and I was like, "And I was like, well, you you know the story, right?" She's like, "Oh, I know the story." I was like, "Oh, does everyone know the story?" Wow. Okay. Well, I guess. And then the, they're. I was like, "Everyone knows the story, and they they have a, an opinion." So there, were, there was one point that he grabbed a rebound and then passed it out immediately when he touched it. Everyone's like, "Boo!" 
<laughs> they like already got yeah. out the book. I'm like, <laughs> man, you're right. The, the crowd was like ready for it. They were Every just like, time. they were like waiting for him to touch it. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it was wild, man. That was a, a very I intense I didn't expect booty. it. Didn't you know, expect it. I would call the mellow booze. Yeah. Four out of tens. Yeah. This was probably a 10 out of 10 boo, man. It was like. Every single time. They didn't take a playoff. <laughs> they did not. And they were like. They stretched. When moves. he was getting in the game, they're like, all right, we're yeah. back. We're back, y'all. Let's stand up. I know. I was like, does everyone here have all the details on the case? <laughs> this is unreal. Uh, what do we have next? All right. Uh, Evla- Elvap says, uh, love the tracksuit, D-line. Love you, too. I've been rooting against Jokic after his support of Vucic. <laughs> I've been fumbling the ball. Felt awesome as an intro to the elections tomorrow. Take down SNS. Love you, DVR. Man, well, that was a rough one to get through. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, well, thanks for that. So we, we just went through Josh Giddy and that. Two super chats. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? What else is going on here? Uh, so any, anything, on, anything on Palestine? Yeah, what do we have? Uh, is the chat's opinion? Do we want to pay for this? Tony K. Hoops, five bucks. Thank you. Uh, drinking beer and listening to you guys, or to you gents, chat about hoops. Albeit in a loss, still has me happy to be a Nuggets fan. Man, Cheers, fellas. Hey, totally, thank you. Sorry's a real one. I gotta say, I saw somebody at the takeaway today stop me and and said, "You guys have. I hope you understand that this brings my life so much happiness." And I'm telling you, it's the single thing that people can tell me when they mean it that means the most to me because I'm like, we do this show and stuff, and it's like we're trying to be accurate and we're trying to do this. But if it actually makes you feel like your life's just a little bit better, yeah. like it's like, all it right, matters. we're doing our life has purpose now. Dude, so I know. Like, like yeah. I had a guy come up to me. I was in my seat. He came up to me. And he's like, "That's my seat." And I was like, "Yeah, it is." And I moved. And I was like, "That's <laughs> when the fans come up, you know." Dude, what I mean? that's <laughs> wow. That feels great. <laughs> yeah. That was heart. Yeah. I was like, "I'm sorry, bro. I was in your seat." Uh, Matt Sheehan says, "Why did Nugs go two for one on the?" I don't know. We don't know any of this stuff. On their last possession, inbounded with 36 seconds, held it to 13 seconds, gave them the last shot in a one point game. They didn't play the last minute and a half well at all. Nothing but mistakes. All skips, no hits. It was terrible. Uh, five, 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 ish says, "Why can't we just face the Wizards and Pistons every night like a certain We're Eastern so Conference team?" Tough day for Denver sports today. We move on. This is we need to refer to this as D Day, Denver D Day. Yeah, it really. All was. three sports yeah, well. got. <laughs> Uh, not only lost, but lost in a way that was like super demoralizing. It was demoralizing day. <laughs> D-Day in Denver. Uh, um, yes. And I will say it is. This is why we're down so bad. Everybody I talk to is like, what's wrong with Yoke? I'm like, guys, he had two bad games. Are you? This is insane. He's been incredible this year. He's having sure. a great year. And everybody's like this. You're like, dude, it's been BJ. And then I'm telling before you. Before Yoke And then everybody, there's also this sense of like, look, Embiid is playing incredibly. I think he's scoring at the high, second highest rate in, in history behind Wilt's 50-point per game season. <laughs> he's scoring at a crazy rate. But also, to your point, or to 555's point, some easy games on the schedule for them right now. They're in the soft part. They're making It just sucks that it's inverted. But it's going to flip. You know, we will know it'll flip. Yeah, but right now we're this is D Day. This is D Day. Uh CeeLo 290, our homie, says downside, undisciplined L. Upside, I think we can figure out the two big adjustment. 17 and 10, despite the loss. SOS. Will tough, be a, tough strength of schedule. Uh, stuff, uh, will be above 500 by Christmas and correctable problems for a championship team. We will be fine. We, of course, will, if you don't think we're going to be fine, like what are we doing? Every, not you specifically, CeeLo, but like, I mean, come on. Like the Nuggets. Lost this game in the dumbest way possible. They're very good. We know this. They won the championship. I was going to say, I think they're the best. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're just, they, this was a dumb night and it happened on They D-Day. just ruined our party bus. They ruined our party bus. The Broncos pre ruined our party <laughs> the bus. And then the Avalanche <laughs> just made sure that the party bus got in a fight. Yeah. Uh, Diz the says, party bus crashed. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Heat Nuggets microwave. My eyes just stopped seeing. I can't. Please, uh, I can't see. Please help. Uh, I think I'm disappearing. Diz, uh, never disappear. Please. Never disappear. Uh, that looks like all of them. Wow. Um, Kill hit what that a night. outro music. What a night, dude. What a night, man. Gosh dang it. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Mark? I met him before the game. Nice meeting you, too. Um, listen, the takeovers are good. The community is strong. The nuggets are fun. Um, tonight was just a day where Denver, as a community, apparently we just got too big for our britches. We needed to be. <laughs> so true. We had to be smited, knocked down by uh, forces larger than ourselves. But you know what? What I always say. What do you always? We say? suffer together. We did. Today, today was all about <laughs> suffering together, man. As a unit, every unit. I mean, it was all of us, bro. Our bar was so packed tonight too. It was such a cool vibe. Like we, I'm telling you, the cool thing about the bar, and I really mean this. This is why I hate this idea of trans. We're more of a transplant nation than ever before. Like you just people move cities more and you hold on to your team. I hate it because when you see a building that has like Broncos, Avs, Nuggets fans all vibing before the game started tonight, as it were, it does feel like you're like, man, this is the city. Like the city is all together as a big family, which you just don't get Whole squad ready. Whole squad ready. And then the teams were like, no, not today. (laughs) Here's an L. Here's an L. Here's an L. Take all those L's. Uh, We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We're going to take tomorrow off. Much needed day off. But Monday, Dallas Mavericks. Oh, man. Chance to bounce back against the Mavs at home. Hit that like button first on the way out. Let's go.